Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Tuesday, October the 11th, 2022. It is currently 2.17 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, some of you will remember this. Some of you will have no idea what I'm talking about, and you'll think, wait, that really happened? Wait, that's how you had to live your life? Oh, that was horrible. That was so sad, okay? But I'm not here to say, I want to make it very clear that, oh, things were better back in the good old days. I'm not saying that. I'm just just pointing out how things were because I think there's a lesson in it, especially in light of what we're going to be talking about. And I hope you will pay close attention because I think I have an idea here. Put it this way. I have an idea that we are going, that I'm going to challenge you to help me test. And you can tell me after maybe a month of doing it if you think it has helped dramatically in your spiritual and Christian life. Maybe, maybe the idea will fail, but I think it's a very good idea. I've taken the idea from something else, but I've modified it for us. But it, but the reason I think this idea is so good is because of how things used to be. Let me explain. See if you can remember this. Some of you may have no connection with this, but I have to use an illustration. I have to use something that obviously I experienced for this illustration then to be really personal and real. So are you ready? Here we go. Way, way back, way, way back in a galaxy far, far away, a long, 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 long time ago, all right? Okay, well, maybe not that long ago, and no, not in another, not in a galaxy far away, right here on planet Earth. There was a time when you wanted to buy music, you would get in a car, you would go to a mall, you would go to a, a standalone record store, and you would go in and you would walk the aisles going through the bins. Maybe you're looking at CDs. Maybe you. Maybe it was cassettes. Maybe it was all the way back when it was mainly vinyl, LPs. But you would go through and you would look and look and look and go, oh, I've never heard of that band. Oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. And you would look and look and look and look and look. And you would find the album you wanted. You would find the album that you, okay, because you only had so much money. It's not like you could go in and buy everything. So maybe you could buy one. Maybe you were lucky. You could, maybe it was a, a good week and you could buy two albums, whatever the case may be. But you would go and you would look, you would pick it out. You would take it to the cash register. You would buy that LP, buy that cassette, buy that CD. Maybe if you had a CD player or cassette player in your car, you would immediately open it and start listening to it on the way home. Maybe you had to wait until you got home to place it in your stereo system, but you would sit there and listen to it. You would open up the package and you would look at everything, either on the LP cover or inside, whatever was inside or in the CD cover. You would look, you would look at all the lyrics. Maybe you would even read all the credits, but you would sit there. You would look at the artwork and you would listen, you would listen and you would look and you would listen. And once you got to the last song, what would you do? Come on, what would you do once you got to the last song of the CD, once you got to the last song of the second side of the LP, or once you got to the last song on the second side of the cassette, what would you do? You would either hit play again on the CD player, or you would flip the LP back to side one, or you would take the cassette and turn it over and flip it and, and start back on side one. You would listen to it again because you can only buy so much music, right? 
Now you may, you could stop and go grab something older, but I mean, that's where you got your music. I mean, you just bought the album. You're going to go back and listen to it. And guess what you had a tendency to do? Because it may be two weeks, maybe three weeks. It may be a month before you can buy another album, buy another cassette or another CD. So you would listen to it again and you would listen to it again and you would listen to it again. And you found that typically you ended up listening to it many times until the song stuck with you. You knew which song was, oh, that's the third song on the first side. Or no, the first song on the second side is this. What you knew where it, where the song came in, you knew what came before it. You know, what came after it because you spent time with it. Think about this. Listen carefully. You focused on it because you didn't have so much. You were limited. You were limited. So, I mean, it's not like you could just, I could just, oh, I can just go to this. I can go to this. You were right there. Today, when it comes to music, you open up your favorite music streaming app, right? Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Deezer, whichever one you use. Or you may, like for me, you may use multiple ones. I have a subscription to Pandora. I have a subscription to Amazon Music. I have a subscription to Apple Music. Sometimes I have a subscription to Tidal. I mean, I, I, so many of them. And guess what? I may listen to an album and guess what I have a tendency to do? Maybe not even make it all the way through the album. I may make it three or four and I'll I'll go to another one and then you'll go to another. And then maybe you're going to individual songs and then maybe you're going to this playlist and then maybe you're going to that playlist and you're jumping around, jumping around, jumping around. And if you'll notice, a lot of times, maybe even after two or three days of listening, you don't really have maybe one thing stuck with you. Now, some of you, you may, you may approach it very differently. You may just put on the same playlist every day. You may just put on the same album, but because you have so much available to you, I think typically you don't spend the same amount of time on an album. Now, some of you may not have any care about music, but just try to you apply it to whatever is true in your life, right? It, it just, but you can understand it. You, you, if you bought the album, you had a tendency to listen to it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it became kind of a part of you. You knew it because you focused on it. It's hard to focus on any one thing when there are a million things available to you. It is very hard to focus on one thing. Today, I was listening to something and, and they mentioned an album. And then I went and started listening to that album. I'm like, okay, okay, this is interesting. Okay, there, there's a lot here I want to focus on. But then, then I stopped. And when I went back to music, I found myself, wait, I, I started listening to something else. I'm like, no, I, I need to go back to that album because I, I need to listen to it at least 10 or 15 times for, to really, really, really understand it. But there's so many, I'm like, wait, I haven't listened to that album. Wait, have, wait, oh, th- that playlist just got updated. Oh, wait, there's a new song that just, and I'm like, oh, And sometimes what will happen to me is after a week or two or three, maybe even a month, I'll go, have I really, really focused in on one album so that I could really, really enjoy it, really understand it? But no, I may have listened, I may have listened to thousands of songs instead of listening to 10 over and over and over again. The more that is available, the less focus we give to the one thing. The more available, the less we focus on the one thing. This is a very important principle. You know it, I know it, right? You just go from this, you jump to this, you jump to this, you jump to that. Well, I think there's a little bit of truth to that in our Christian lives. 
we have a tendency, either one, to get distracted by the million other things that are available to us in life, right? Okay, I'm going to do a devotion today. I'm going to listen to a sermon. And you may try to focus on that, but before you know it, you're off. Oh, what's going on on TikTok? Wait, who said what on Facebook? Wait, oh, wait, I got a news notification. Wait, someone just texted me. Wait, what's going on? Wait, and all of a sudden, that one thing that you decided to focus in on that morning, your devotional time, maybe a sermon, you've already forgotten it within 15 to 20 minutes because you've been bombarded with a million other things. So sometimes, again, let me state it again, the, the many things, all the things tends to take away our focus on the one thing. The more that is available, the less we focus on the one so we may want to do our devotion, we may want to spend time in scripture, but then we find ourselves getting sidetracked by all of these other things. But there's also another thing that can work against us as Christians. We have so much spiritual food available to us that we can, we in a sense can be guilty, going back to my music illustration. I can do a devotional, right? I got a devotional. I got two devotional booklets right here. I can listen to a sermon and I can, and I could get one thing from it. And I may even write it down, but guess what? Immediately, boom, I can go to another sermon. If I'm on the sermons 2.0 app, I can go to one sermon, another sermon, another sermon, and I can listen to sermons all day long. I can make it, a, you know, 14 hours just listening to sermons. I can go to Christian podcast after Christian podcast after Christian podcast, so again, what happens, the availability of the much, the availability of so many things takes away our focus on the one thing. And so what tends to happen is after the 12 hours, the 14 hours, the two or three weeks, you may look back and go, wait, did I really get anything out of all of, of all of these things I did? Did I really get anything out of it? Did anything really stick with me? The more available, the more we become distracted. The more that is available, the, the less we, we, well, the more we, we, we take things for granted, but it's the less something really becomes a part of us. Now, why am I taking, you know, 10 minutes to try to really explain this and paint this picture? Because one, I want you to really get it, but because I think that there is a principle here that is very much important to your Christian life and my Christian life. Let me explain. I just spent, what, six days on a cruise, right? Got on a ship, went to a number of different ports. Well, the one thing I wanted to do while I was on my cruise was to carry this with me. Now I did a I did a podcast episode about this. It's the Pursue God, I guess you would call it a journal, Pursue God notebook. And this is designed to help people get the most out of their devotional time every day. And it's an interesting system. And I'm not going to go through everything in the system. I did an entire podcast episode about it. And a number of you emailed me and said, it sounds like a good idea, but I think I would have to modify it a little bit because I think it, I think, you know, I don't think it would work that way. And I, and, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to test it. I'm going to take it with me and I'm just going to use their system in this notebook for my devotional time while I'm on the cruise. And yes, there are some interesting aspects of it, but I definitely feel like it needs to be modified. 
One, just because the space they give you in the notebook to do what you're doing, you can't really do much with the text. You really can't do much work on the text. So, but I think you could modify this and it could really, really work. And I may do a podcast episode where I kind of teach a modified version of this so that you can create your own notebook. You know, you wouldn't even have to, to buy theirs. But I am glad that they're trying to come up with a way how to make your devotional time more meaningful, how to give you a system that will help you get the most out of your devotional time. But I think the underlying problem with people getting the most out of their devotional time comes back to all of the destruction. You just have so much available to you. Not Look, you have so much available to you spiritually speaking, and you have so much available speaking to you uh, or, or available to you not spiritually speaking. And the more that is available the less we focus on the one thing. It's just the principle that cannot be denied. It's, a, it's not even a principle. It's a reality. Again, just, just like with music. I, I used to, I, you know, by the end of a week back in the, good, the olden days, guess what? I, I could tell, oh man, I've really listened to the album and I really love this and I love this and I love, and I could tell you now I may listen to that album, but guess what? I get a million other ones to listen to. So by the end of the week, not one thing has stuck with me in the same way. It doesn't have the same impact. That's just, there, there's, a, there's a positive by having so much available because it's awesome, but there's a negative from it. Well, spiritually, not only do I have all of these other things taking away from my time within God's word or my devotional time, I have so many spiritual things available. So at the end of the week, did any one thing stick with me? So I want to take what they do in this Pursue God devotional notebook, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to turn it into something that I'm going to challenge you to do every day for one month. Here's what they do. In the Pursue God devotional notebook, journal, they have on the, on the one, if you're looking at the devotional, it's two pages long, right? It, or their devotional notebook, there's basically two pages. On page one, I wasn't going to go through all of this, but just so that you get the idea. The first thing you have is you write down the passage and you write out what verse stood out during today's reading and why. All right. Okay. Next, you underline, write the words you underline in your reading. Okay. Then response, what was God speaking to your heart today? Don't really like the way that's worded, but okay. Then you have stand in prayer and you have all of these things, but it's what's on the second page that really had a profound impact on me while I was on the cruise. They just have two lines and above it, it says today's focus. Today's focus. And I don't know, when I saw that, while I was on the cruise, I was like, oh, this is good. This is really good. Because there's going to be a million things to distract me while I'm on a cruise. Millions of things to do, right? But if I could just grab one thing for my devotional time, one thing, and make it my focus for the entire day. So I'll give you some examples of what I did. I did, it, I did some devotional time on Amos chapter 4, verses 4 through 5, all right? God basically invites Israel, in a sense, to transgress in their worship. Hey, come and, come and transgress. Hey, come, to, to come, uh, come and, and worship, but worship in a way you're, you're going to rebel in your worship. Come on, come on and, and, and sin in your worship. Transgress in your worship. We, we've talked about it. it it's, very, it, it's very interesting in the way it, it, it's all written, and you can look at it in Amos chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. So um, I, I looked at it. 
And for today's focus, for that particular day, I just wrote this down. Transgress in my worship. Transgress in my worship. That, that concept of them sinning in worship, that you're worshiping God, but you're transgressing. You're worshiping God, but you're sinning. You're worshiping God. There's something wrong in your worship. It, it was an interesting concept. So I just wrote it down for today's focus. And then I try to spend the day throughout the day thinking about what are different ways someone can transgress in their worship? What are some different ways that you can sin in your worship? Now, I wrote down some cross-references to consider. Now, obviously, unless you're sitting down with your Bible, you can't do that. But the, fo- but the key is I had that focus. I had a focus for that day, this concept that I could just meditate on. If if, poss- if possible, have a conversation about, hey, today I, I was this concept, transgress and worship. How do you think we can sin in our worship? What, what do you think equates to sin and worship? What do you think equates to transgressing or transgress in my worship? What do you think me- meets that requirement? On the next day, I did my devotional on Amos chapter 4, verses 6 through 13. And I simply wrote this down for today's focus. Yet, you did not return to me. Yet, you did not return to me. Now, in both cases, I took phrases specifically from the scripture that I was looking at and not so much trying to rip the verses out of context, but taking the phrase and looking at it as, here's this concept I want to think about, right? Here's the concept of how can I transgress God in worship? Not trying to rip the verse out of context, but just taking the concept to think about it. This, yet you did not return to me. Thinking of all the things that happened, if you read Amos chapter 4, verses 6 through 13, you'll see what I'm referring to. All these things happened to them, yet they would not return to God. And what ways have I found in my life where I'm doing this, doing that, this has happened, this has happened, this happened, yet I did not return to God. So more along those concepts, those ways of thinking. Then I did the next day, my devotional on Amos chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. And for today's focus, I simply wrote, prepare to meet thy God, which again comes directly from the text. So I took phrases from the text, not so that I could rip them out of context, not so that I could try to come up with some flawed interpretation. No, no, no. Just to take the, here's the concept that I was confronted with. Now I'm going to use this as my focus for the day. So here is what I want you to do. I want you to get in the habit of every single day, every single day. It could be a phrase from scripture. It could be a concept. It could be a theological concept. It could be anything, anything that would relate to theology, doctrine, spirituality, your Christian life. It could be anything. It could be a phrase you saw in a, a television show. It could be, but anything that you could meditate on from a theological, spiritual perspective. It could be any, something you read in a novel, something you read anywhere. And you're like, oh, that's an interesting concept. Okay. All right. So my focus today, and you just need to write today's focus and just summarize it. It could be a little, you can summarize it in a question form. You can, in a statement form, just a, just a, a something that's very simple, something that you can write down that you could easily remember. And like a one sentence phrase, it can just be a phrase or a sentence, nothing long. And you're like, what, what is, you know, uh, here's, here's what I'm going to focus on. And then you focus on it throughout the day. 
When maybe when you have time, you look up some scriptures related to it. Maybe if you have time, maybe you have a chance to write more uh, thoughts about it. Maybe you have the chance to share it with someone. But each day, you have that one focus. And the goal is then by the end of the day, no matter how many millions of things you do, by the end of the day, you can say, that's what I focused on today. And, and maybe you don't have time to study it all out. But you gave thought to it. Maybe you came to a better understanding. Maybe you came to a more, maybe you came up with more questions. Maybe today's focus leads to a, a, a new focus for the next day. But I think if we don't do that, then, then before we know it, the day is over, right? We, 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 12 hours, 13 hours, 14 hours, the day is over. What did you get from today? What, think of yesterday. What did you get from yesterday? What, what did you focus on spiritually yesterday? And what benefit did you gain from it? So, well, I listened to a sermon. Okay, did you take one thing from that sermon and really focus on it? Before, before you know it, one day is gone, and then two days are gone, then a week is gone, then a month is gone, then a year is gone. What did you really gain? What did you really focus on spiritually? I'm not talking about this being done in some legalistic way. I'm saying it's being done to benefit us spiritually. We have, a lim- we have to redeem the time. And it can be any, it could be something. You can be watching a television show and go, oh, that's an interesting concept. Find a way to summarize, to place the, con- the, the concept in some kind of a statement. And then you can think and meditate on that concept from a biblical and theological perspective. Maybe you'll get an opportunity to grab a notebook and look up cross-references and, and write some things out. Maybe you won't. But if you actually spend time with that concept, focus it. I want you to at least write down the focus, but you can at least think about it throughout the day. I think we spend most of our day not focused Right? We're not focused on something, but we spend our day looking around at everything. Oh, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. What about this? What about this? What about that? What about this? What about this? What about that? What about this? And then it's just, when it's all said and done, what did you, it's just all gone. You don't even really remember anything. We need to learn to focus. We need to learn to stop and give our attention to something. Really, really focusing in, really grasping something from it. And I want to make it very clear. It doesn't have to be, I mean, if it's a scripture, that's wonderful. That's great. But it could just be anything. You're, you're, you're something on the news and you're like, okay, okay, today. Okay, whatever my focus. You, you just take something from the news and you just write down, that's going to be my today's focus. You write it in like a summary statement. It's short, it's simple, but then you think about it from a biblical and theological perspective. From a biblical and theological perspective. Let me just, I'll just use like a news thing. I'll just use from a news perspective. I'm just going to, now I'm doing this in real time, so this may be a horrible experiment. All right, let's see here. What do we have here? Uh, What do we have here? I'm just looking at some different news articles. See if any certain one jumps out at me. Okay, here's one. I'll just give you an example. Nasal COVID spray fails. Navid nasal, if I can, I was going to say Navy, nasal COVID spray fails. 
All right. Now we can get a whole discussion about COVID, but well, if I was thinking about, I'm like, look, here's okay, here's COVID, this horrible thing. Someone comes up with a, what, supposedly a solution. Hey, this is going to fix it. This is going to take care of it, but it's failed. Now, I'm not going to draw any conclusion about the news article because I have to read the news article and then read ver- other news articles to get multiple sources to verify everything. But it just makes me think of having a problem, having a disease, having something wrong. And then, and then solutions, cures being offered that turn out that they fail. They do not work. And so I could just think, like this is what I would say, the, the times are what spiritual solutions have been given to me that failed in my life? What are spiritual solutions that's been given to me in my life? I know you're saying, wait, how did you go from that? Well, because it's a, na- a nasal COVID spray that has failed. All right. So it didn't work. Okay, great. Now, in my Christian life, whatever times I've had this problem or this problem, and yet I read a book or I heard a sermon and they're like, here's your solution. This is how to fix it. But it failed me. It let let me down. How many times have I bought into a spiritual solution, a spiritual cure that ultimately failed? Why did it fail? So I could just make that my focus today. Spiritual cures that have failed. There you go. I could just write it down that way. Spiritual cures that have failed. Now, if I've got people to talk to, I could just ask them, hey, spiritual cures that have failed. What do you think? Go. Now, now that gives me something to think about throughout the day. I could think of times in, in Scripture I mean, did the Pharisees and the Sadducees, in a sense, try to offer spiritual solutions to the people? Well, it seems like all they ever did is give them things to do, and it obviously wasn't working. I mean, there's an impossible, maybe I could draw a cross-reference for there. Maybe I could pull a scripture that that would kind of fit. Maybe it would work. Maybe after thinking about it, I'm like, I don't really know if that fits or not. Who knows how it's going to end up? But that's just from a news article. So I just, I just, I opened, I opened up a news site and there it is. Nasal COVID spray fails. Okay. That immediately made me think of spiritual solutions that have failed. I mean, purity culture was a, was a spiritual solution that was supposed to fix the immorality of that time. Did it work or was it a failure? There's, there's an example. Now it may come, I'll just, I'll just grab here. I'll grab a, a devotional. Today is October the 11th. Let me just go to October the 11th in this devotional. Okay, here we go. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. Oh boy, we know this scripture. Therefore, if anyone is Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away and see the new has come. All right. 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Okay, that's the scripture. All right. How could I, how could I summarize that for today's focus? Um, how would I, how would I summarize this one? I could, I don't want to, I would say, I wouldn't want to just write down 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I would want to write something specific. In what way am I a new creature? And in what way am I not a new creature? I would write down something like that. In what way am I a new creature in Christ? And in what way am I not a new creature in Christ? Or a new a new creature, what's the act's words? Uh, a new creation. In what way am I a new creation in Christ? And in what way am I not a new creation? 
In what way has everything become new? And what way has things not become new? I would write it some, I would write it short. I would make it short. I could, I could re- reword it a couple of different ways, but I want you to get the idea because I'm focused on one specific thing. It's not so much about, okay, I'm going to try to exegete the passage because that requires me sitting down with commentaries and, and, and study. This is just to give me a focus for the day. That focus may lead to study, but it gives me something to think about throughout the day. In what ways am I a new creation? In what ways am I not? Okay, well, let's go through this. I'm a new creation. However, I still have a sinful nature. I still sin. So then I knew. So then I could just start processing the thoughts. I may not come up with a definitive answer, and it may lead to study. That's, that's just right there. That's just one example. It may come from a Bible verse, but whatever it is, you just try, it, try to take the one focus, the one thing you're going to focus on, and write it down. You just need a, a notebook that, does, that you call today's focus. Today's focus. And whenever you come across that focus, devotional time, listening to a sermon, reading a book, news, whatever, and you're like, oh, 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 I'm going to focus on that today. You just open that notebook, write down the little summary statement, close the notebook, and then start thinking about that concept throughout the day. I want you to try this for one month. Today's focus for one month. By the end of that month, I want you to just try to then measure, did you did you feel like you got more out of each day that you grabbed onto something and not just being tossed to and fro with every wind of the day? I know I'm borrowing obviously from scripture, tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, but you've got something. I'm I'm focused in on that. And by the end of the day, you didn't you can't just lay there going, what did I really do today? There, there's nothing worse, at least for me, to spend a day listening to music. And then when I get to the end of the day, I just feel like wait, I didn't, I didn't really focus on one thing. So yes, I spent hours listening to music and I may have enjoyed it, but do I really have any, I don't feel like I, I I almost feel like I wasted my time. But if I get to the end of the day, I'm like, man, man, I really dug into that album. I listened to that thing probably seven times today. Man, I listened to an interview about it or, and then I read a couple of reviews on it. And then, man, I mean, there was a lot and this is what I like and this is what I don't. Okay. Then by the end of the day, I feel like I got something. Well, spiritually, at the end of each day, we need to have that one thing that we can say, I got. It could come from a sermon. It can come from anything. It can come from anything. Let me just, uh, for example, let me go to the Edify Christian Podcast app. I'll go to the Edify Christian Podcast app. All right, the Edify Christian Podcast app. Do a refresh. All right, what do we have here? All right, let's go to, uh, let's try to look up all of our, I'm going to go to my subscriptions here. Look at all my subscriptions. All right, uh, what do we have here? All right, that's interesting. Uh, the best I have here, I have uh, Jonah, the reluctant prophet. Jonah, the reluctant prophet. So I would, I could do this for my today's focus, how reluctancy has hindered me spiritually. What is, so reluctancy, how has the concept of reluctancy, has it ever, how has it negatively impacted me spiritually? Now, I've never given reluctancy five seconds of thought in my entire Christian life. I don't think I've ever given it a thought. They're referring to Jonah as the reluctant prophet. Now, it doesn't mean I have to even listen to that. Now, I may want to listen to it, see what they say about, do they even explore the concept of reluctancy, 
right? I may, I may, at some point in the day, I may do this. I may just go to Google and let's see here. Do I have a definition of reluctancy? Um, lack of eagerness or willingness. Lack of eagerness or willingness. How is reluctancy, a lack of eagerness, a lack of willingness, how has that di- shown up in my Christian life? So now right there, that's a today's focus. I don't, I don't, even if I don't get a chance to listen to that, I've got a focus for the day. Now I know, I, and I may, it may take me a second to look up reluctancy so that I really understand it. I'm like, okay, where is a lack of willingness, a lack of eagerness impacted my spiritual life? And try to think of something. I don't, I may not even have the chance to write one thing down. That's what I want you to realize. This is not about turning it into an 18 hour study. It's about you having that one thing. And by the end of the day, even now, hopefully you could write something down somewhere during the day. But even if you can't, you're like, man, I, I took that concept of reluctancy apart. All day. I just, and, and you always then have something to ask someone, spiritual questions, especially if you're around fellow believers. Hey, so reluctancy, you ever struggle with reluctancy in your Christian life? How is it manifested in your life? Then the next day, you, find, you can find the today's focus in a variety of different ways. That's what I'm trying to demonstrate to you. You can find it so many different ways. So I want everyone to get a notebook. Today's focus. Each day, write down the focus. Share it with other people. I think this could be very beneficial to our spiritual life. Because with so much available to us, we tend to allow the much, we tend to allow the many to distract us from focusing on the one. Doesn't mean you can't listen to other things. Doesn't mean you can't do other things. Just means you always go back to that one focus and you give it thought in the morning, in the afternoon, in the early evening and late at night. One last time giving it some thought. I think this could be beneficial. To me, that was my, what I took the most from the Pursue God devotional notebook was the today's focus. That was my favorite concept. Okay. All right. I, I did, I did my devotional time in Amos. What am I going to focus on? And I would have to sit there and think which thing. Now, most of the time, now, most of the cases, already one concept had already just jumped off the page. And I'm like, that's, that's it. Somehow I had to go, okay, wait, what do I really want to, oh, right there, right there, right there. Usually it didn't take me long and I would just write down the statement and go, okay, that's my focus today. And just whenever, if I felt my mind just not really focusing on any one thing, or if I felt that my mind was starting to focus on many things, I'd be like, okay, wait, 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 what's today's focus? What's today's focus? That's today's focus. Transgress, transgress and worship. Sin and worship. Okay, okay. Prepare to meet thy God. Yet you have not returned unto me. See, I even have the phrases now memorized because I spent so much time meditating on these concepts. I'm not saying this makes you a better Christian. I'm not saying this makes you spiritual. I'm just saying that I think it can be greatly beneficial. So if you're up for the challenge, 30-day challenge, let me know you're going to try. You can take screenshots of your journal, just of what your focus is. 
You can tell me what benefits you see from it and what benefits you do, what negative things you see that arises from it. But I think it could be very beneficial. I do. So let me know. You can contact me. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. What is your focus today? All right. Let's let's try it. It's only a 30-day challenge. It's not this is not requiring any extra work. This is not requiring any extra study. If you're already studying other things, you'll just find the one thing in your study to make it today's focus. I mean, really, this is does this is not gonna it doesn't require anything other than you willing to pick a, a focus, write it down, and then just think about it and talk about it throughout the day. I mean, it it's it's really of all the easy devotional concepts, of all the devotional concepts that's ever been come up with in, in the history of Christianity, this is one that I think everyone, no one can really make an excuse not to do this one because it just requires you really thinking and focusing on something. All right, I'll stop there. News, if at yahoo.com. I'll give you uh, updates on how people are doing and what the reaction is to this. I'm going to be very curious. I think there's going to be a lot of people who just ignore it. I think there'll be some who'll be willing to participate, and it'll be good to get their feedback. Look, 30 days of this, that was a, that was a total waste of time. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Or I'm hoping we'll get some, like, you know, wow, I see some actual spiritual benefits from it. And if, if it fails, it fails, but you can't succeed until you try. So I thought I would share the concept with you after doing my little test. And I still have all those memorized right here, right here in my head. Don't even have to look at the notebook because I, I spent all day, th- each day I spent all, an entire day thinking about those concepts at some different time. And yeah, I, I, think it, I think it's a good idea, but I'll stop there. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. Go ahead and get that notebook. Today's focus. Let's let's get started and see if, if we can all help ourselves, spiritually speaking. Thank you for listening. God bless.